Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum podcast where Welsh rugby matters. This is the place for you if you love your Welsh rugby. Right, I am restored to the starting lineup after spending a week sobering up after my stag do. And it's just as well because there is so much to talk about this week. Bumper TV deals, European Cup final to preview, uh, the Wales squad announcement coming up in the week, plus loads and loads more transfer news. We've got, we've got the works this week, so stay tuned over the next 45 minutes to an hour. And uh, yes, you will not be disappointed. Uh, so Coffee Trades are our sponsor. Anyone who's listened for a while will know that. And if you haven't, headed over to sowcoffeetrays.co.uk to get your hands on some, then make sure you do that very, very soon. And obviously a big thanks to them for, for supporting the show this season. Right, back in the, the Killick kitchen for the first time in a while. Uh, how are you, Dan? How's your bank holiday been? Yeah, it's been good. Nice and relaxing. Um, can't be this weather, can you? Just, I was thinking, you can't. it'd be lovely if we had sort of two or three months of this, wouldn't it? It would. And do you know what? The bank holiday as well, like just coming over here tonight, so much more relaxed to record this podcast, knowing that you haven't got work in yeah, the It's a Saturday night for us. It is, I know, it's, uh, it's an absolute gem. Maybe, in fact, it would make these podcasts a bit better if we started recording them on a Saturday night. Maybe uh, you wouldn't have to, yeah, you wouldn't have to deal with me being quite so grumpy on a regular basis, but... I reckon you'd be grumpy on a Saturday. I promise. Come on. I promise nothing. What, what, uh, what have you been up to? Uh, today I caught up with... Um, Sean Connor, I had a good chat with him. Um, so this is, this is Sean, outgoing Dragons attack coach, former Ospreys man, of course, as well. And uh, yeah, how was that? Really interesting. Yeah, he was. Um, it was a good, honest, you know, honest chat. Um, a lot of talk about, you know, the Dragons, um, how they fared up this season. You know how he's sort of how he's developed as a coach. You know, he spoke very openly about. You know, possibly a number of errors that that he's made throughout you know throughout the 
the season um, and others, and then spoke, you know, very highly of the likes of you know Corey, D, um, and a load of the other youngsters. Yeah. So. Yeah, some fascinating stuff that came out of that. Well, you said you sent me the audio over this afternoon, and it was absolutely fascinating. I mean, yeah, some of the you're right, some of the the praise he's got for some of the youngsters in the squad, the honesty about you're so honest with me, so honest about you know the the um, the coaching and how they haven't got the most out of the players this season. I thought it was astonishing for him to for him to come out and say that, and um, you know, just yeah, just be so kind of open and honest. So that was a, a really, really interesting listen. And of course, you, the listener, can get your hands or your, your ears around that one uh, this week. We're going to release that one on Tuesday, so uh, a little bonus addition uh, for you there. Quite the uh, quite the interview these days, Dan, aren't you? Did you, you chat with, with Kai last week as well? Yeah, well, trying. Yeah, you've let you've let me loose now with two. I think I think you'll be uh, you'll be calling a day on that now probably no, I don't know this is it I'm, I'm quite enjoying you uh, you at the at the reins now you're turning to the, the Michael Parkinson of Welsh Rugby yeah I don't know what I don't know what kind Do you of... me next week my guess will be <laughs> Gagrivis Jamie Cullum <laughs> I don't know what Kai and Sean would be thinking but um, yeah no I enjoy both of them to be fair and um, what struck me both of them seem like absolute top top yeah, genuine yeah. guys um, you know and um, yeah, it's good. It's good fun. But something a little bit different. It is, yeah. And I, uh, I really enjoy listening to them. So yeah, if you haven't listened to the Kai one, make sure you go back and have a listen. Have a listen to that. He chats through what it's, uh, what it's like being uh, in the Galactico squad, playing with the likes of, of Jerry Collins and uh, Philo Tiertier and Marshall and all these players. So yeah, make sure you head back and have and a listen course, to that. And of course, meeting uh, meeting Victoria's Secret models. Well, and, not and that. And Nelly. Nelly. Yeah, yeah. Nelly without the plaster. Amazing stuff. So yeah, I thoroughly enjoy listening to those and uh, yeah, make sure you, you head back and have a listen to that. Right, we have got genuinely bucket loads to get through because so much has happened this week. So we're going to start as always with fact or fiction. Dan, I've written down five statements and we will get to the bottom of whether they're nonsense or they're a fact. And as always, I ask you to pick a number and you've not seen these at all this week. So yes, you never let me look at them now. Number no. two. If you want to look at them, you can write them. Right, oh, two, you picked a belter to start with. The new TV deal is an out-and-out success, fact or fiction. What is in this brand new? This brand new TV deal. So, the deal that Premier Sports have struck with the Pro 14 and what it means for for World Rugby and for the fans. Essentially, is this, is this a good thing? Yeah, um, I think it's a really good thing. I was surprised... Um, at the, you know, the, the level, the, the monetary level that's been that's been quoted, is it sort of thirty? So sort of 30 yeah, the, the published figures seem to say that it's it's thirty million up from eleven point eight, which Brilliant. is a, a massive increase, you have to say. And you know, we've said for a long while that oh, you know, we can't can't compete with uh, with the English clubs and the French clubs now. Admittedly, you know, it's still a way to go there, but that is a, a huge. That's a great huge leader, increase. Yeah, I think this is really really good news. Um, and you know, there's other talk as well, isn't there, of the a number, of, you know, three more South African South African teams coming into mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, coming into the setup. So it does look as if it's it's the league is going in a slightly different direction. But that's you know that's 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 commercialism, I suppose. And but ultimately, that's what it comes down to, isn't it? Is that, is yeah. that the commercialism means the more successful the product you have, the more money that goes back in, the better players you can attract, and We've said for a while, you know, particularly I think if you look at the likes of, if you look at the Dragons and, and 
Cardiff Blues, their squads have been stretched massively this season and they look, you know, in, in need of some, you know, need some investment. Obviously, um, there's been a lot of changes at the Dragons in terms of players coming in and out, but we've mentioned the Blues a number of times that they couldn't afford to bring in Van der Merwe this season and really, you know, this kind of this kind of money means that they can bolster those squads, or you'd expect that to be to be part of it. Yeah, well, you think with the with the the SA sides coming in, a number of the signings sort of re-signed or keep being able to keep hold of a number of the players at you know at a number of the teams you know through through the Scarlets in there as well, the Ospreys, all of them. Um, it's been extremely welcomed. Mm. And you think if that hadn't come in, we probably would have seen a number of the. Uh, the more higher profile players then maybe slip away or join you know join the English or French side so yeah it's good what are your what's your take on it as uh, as the main man in the commercial seat out of the two of us well first up you're absolutely right commercially it's a massive success and that's that can only be a good thing for the teams in the short term I still have reservations over the product and by that I mean the, the long term success of, of this as a league and as a you know, is something that's that's marketable in its ability to attract new customers. My primary concern, I mean, hats off to to them for trying new things. I will say that I was very skeptical about the South African experiment, but you know, the the cheaters have added have added something to the league. You know, the the Kings are, are struggling somewhat, but you know, they've had to try different things in order to bring new revenue in, and that has worked. So, my, my main concern though is that it's going to be on a brand new channel. Well, you know, in essence, a brand new channel. Very few people in this country have Premier Sports. Uh, you know, I think it's it, they've got some Scottish football rights and stuff like that. But um, really, that's that's kind of my concern is that you're not keeping the league and Welsh rugby as a whole in the shop window. So I worry about the the long term of it. And you you retweeted some of the some of the television viewing figures from uh, from this season. Yeah, and. Um, they don't make for particularly pretty reading when they've been when they've been on Sky Sports, really, do they? Yeah, they were they were particularly low, weren't they? I mean, I know, I know some of them were around the sort of twenty four, you know, twenty four thousand in comparison to say S four C, where you've got <clears throat> Ospreys versus Leinster Saturday evening at seven thirty five pm, eighty three thousand. Mm. Um, Ospreys v Connor Friday night seven thirty pm, seventy eight thousand. And then you know, Kings Kings versus Cardiff Blues. Uh, as you said off air at a time which is really tricky mm. Saturday at 6pm yeah, competing yeah. with you know I don't know Strictly did you mention yeah you're Jones? almost into that territory so you've got kind of big you know big shows on um, on BBC One on ITV at that time but still hitting 48 48,000 yeah. so way more than the sky yeah 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 and you know what you, you can't underestimate you know the, the bulk of what that'll be down to is the fact that S4C is free to air you know anyone uh, anyone in Wales can can access that channel, and it's a you know it's a relatively easy thing to get hold of. They broadcast sport for a very very long time, and you know personally you know they I, I think they do it. I think they do a really good job of it as well. So it's um, it's one of those things where that that is undoubtedly my biggest concern because what we've seen if you look at other sports, uh, I'm sure I've said this before. If you look at other sports, if you look at participation levels in in cricket since Test match cricket went to Sky in 2005 and they're in real trouble you know they've, they've been on the decline massively there's other factors but like I say it's it's harder and harder to get young people to, to go into sports and, and putting it on and putting it on channels that are um, you know that are uh, not 
household names is difficult, but I really hope it does work. I hope it does work. So commercially, you know, this this deal has has made sense. I've said before, my my concern about the long run is that, you know, Martin and I and the senior figures, uh, Pro 14 Rugby, are there really tasked with bringing in commercial deals and they've done a fantastic one here. It looks great on their CV. They'll then end up somewhere else. And where will that leave us in the long run? But so do you think a long-term view is not being it's not being looked at then? Um, you know, look, I think they've had to look at the short term because those clubs need money. I just wonder what the what it will mean in the long run. And in fact, that links on to, to this next one, which you've already touched at, but let's let's move on to this one as well. Um, so three more South African sides joining the Pro 14 would be a welcome addition, fact or fiction. I'm going to say fact at the moment because I think the South African sides have have shown up pretty well considering mm. they you know they haven't had pre-seasons have they they've been you know they've been involved in the other t- well a number of them have been involved in the other tournaments so um I've enjoyed watching I've enjoyed watching them actually um I think we were pretty we were a little bit scathing weren't yeah. we at times of, of of them coming in but I think they proved proved a good few people wrong um and so yeah another three but well, Natal Sharks being one of them yeah which is you know again a hugely famous a hugely yeah. famous club, isn't it? You Some know, great it, kits over the years. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that black and silver get up. It's strong. Man, yeah, man. yeah. I know. I remember my brother had uh, had one of those tops. Dab's a big one actually for rugby tops. He must have a bloody. I think you reckon he's got a, a yellow storage container yeah, yeah. full of old full of old tops. But um, it's net in uh, in his garage next to Brynmore's stat pad, is it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, but um, I it's it's you know. It's going in a different direction, isn't it? It's not like we probably want. We we just have it, it has to, doesn't it? Really, and I guess it's um, I, I ultimately. I think it, it, it's all about the revenue. I don't think we can look. They they can take a really long term a long term view because you can only take a long term view if, if it's there. stable. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you see that within any business, don't you? That it, you know, if the if the if the bottom line is 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 not looking too sharp, yeah. then you're just literally looking at what on earth you can do to get that cash flow going, and um, so it's almost like it's okay for now, but we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, yeah. and and that's the that's the basis of it, isn't it? No, it, it is. You know, it could well be, and um, I, I tell you what, though, I, I do think that you know when you start bringing in when you've then got five South African sides in the in the setup, if this you know if this were to happen. Then it starts to become something because at the moment it just feels a bit piecemeal, doesn't it? You know, it feels like okay, it's the Welsh, Scottish, Irish, Italian, and then a couple of others added on. So you know, actually, I think when you when you start to look at it like that, it then means, from a marketing point of view, it becomes a bit more of a thing. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. can kind of go right. This is the place where you see the top sides from South Africa, Wales, Ireland, Italy, and. Uh, in Scotland, it starts to become kind of a, a bit of a stronger asset. Any concerns though for you? God knows what it's going to mean. Quite with bloody conferences and stuff like that, Dan. That's going to that's going to wind me up. Um, I don't know. Again, that conference thing is just a bit. Oh, I don't know. Like like this weekend, for example. I just wonder whether having, you know, having one team is through to the semi-finals in each pool. Then you've got what was horrendously marketed. It's not even called a quarterfinal. It was called a semi-final qualifier. I was like, oh, gee, like yeah. Jesus Christ, you what know, like that? 
yeah, you know, like if you try to explain to someone, oh, market that. No, exactly. You know, if if you say to someone, oh yeah, I'm going to watch, uh, I'm going to watch Scarlet this weekend, and they go, oh yeah, what's uh, what's the game? Oh well, it's the it's the semi final qualifier game. So just call it a quarter final, like just call it that, because at least then you go, oh, yeah, it's the quarter final yeah. of the at a domestic competition. All oh, right, oh yeah, it's hard enough to understand if you're actually into rugby. You yeah. explain that to to a layman. You, yeah, you well, but that therein lies the concerns, yeah. and I know as you you and Dad discussed last week, kind of trying to bring in a a new audience, which rugby has to do. It has it simply has to happen, and particularly in Wales, it's uh, it's a hard thing to do, and so you have to make things as simple as possible. And I think things like that don't help. So that's a potential concern. Um, yeah, no, I, you know, I wouldn't say unnecessarily. I, I think it, it makes more sense when you have a when you have a, a strong offering from each of those each of those um, big rugby yeah. nations. You know, well, because we've because we've got we've obviously dabbled with it this year. We've got a couple of sites mm. in there. It does make sense. It, it seems to make sense, yeah. doesn't it, to have them. Otherwise, you just go with none of True. none of the sides. But then you do have um, to, you know, you do have to look at Super Rugby and go right. Well, the expansion over there proved to be too much too soon. You know where they went. You know they saw that great growth in the early years, and uh, was, it, was it ten to start with? Ten or twelve? I can't, I can't remember going back way back when. But then obviously yeah. you went up to fifteen, and then you had the uh, the addition of Western Force and all those kind of sides. And obviously some of those have, have fallen by the wayside. Some of them ended up in the uh, have ended up in the uh, in the Pro 14, so you know, I think you've got to, you have got to be wary because that's the thing is, if you end up with these watered down fixtures, it can look a bit, um, you know, it's, again, it's hard to attract hard to attract yeah. fans. So, look, you know, I, I think it, it makes more sense having them in there than it does at the moment. Would be my assessment. Okay, so we're both on, both both thumbs up for that one. Right, you got one ish. <laughs> yeah, you you now have one. Four and five to choose from, Dan, as we get through fact or fiction. Five. Five. Okay, Gareth Davis was wrong to criticise Dragons so heavily in the wake of Judgment Day. Obviously, this has caused quite a, a bit of a, a stir this week. I know um, what your answer would be. Do you? Yeah. Go on, what is my answer? Even though you're a Dragons fan, I bet you've loved it. Because he spoke his mind. You, uh, um, you obviously know me too well, yeah. I do, I do. Um... I, I kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you, even though I haven't let you speak about yeah, it. But yeah, yeah. I know what you would, you'd answer. I, you know, he's, it, it's his opinion. Mm. You know, he, he, he's entitled to think what he thinks. Um, uh, because I'm a bit of a softy, I, I don't like criticism. Mm. Um, I think there's a way of, there's a way of saying things, but ultimately, you know, they. He's come out and said what he thinks, and so it's 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 a fair point. It wasn't too damning, was it? Look, I think it was damning of what they're like on a pitch, and we know how bad the Dragons have been at the tail end of this season. You know, I don't think that's any secret, and I'm sure the boys in the dressing room would be saying the same thing. So, I don't think there's anything that controversial in there, to be honest. Look, you know, is it unprofessional because he plays with some of those boys at Wales, or you know, if he said it to everyone like that? You know, in a, in a in a public environment, you know, would he would he more than likely say it to the boys' faces? I, I think he would. You know, um, so yeah. If I'm honest, I'm yeah. I just find it so kind of what you know. What I'd hate is to see rugby head into you know that kind of pantomime territory that you see boxing and MMA go into. But I, I don't think he, I don't think he's done anything other than kind of speak his mind there. So no, I don't. There's, any, there's nothing for me. There's nothing much in it. I don't. Think I, I much think it's it yeah. a, a fair bit's been made out of it and. There's nothing 
nothing. He hasn't called it. He hasn't <clears throat> called anybody out and really had a had a had a massive mm. go at some someone individually, is he? Um, I do think he put well, is he? No, not really. And I, th- I think the thing is, you know, he's kind of said, "Oh, dragons tried to drag drag and, you know drag us down to their level type thing." And yeah, it was a bit. Of, know, there's a bit of banter in there as well, isn't there? Yeah, isn't there? there is a little bit of the boxing, mm. the boxing possibly in that more so than if he if he said something if he said yeah. something else. He's you know he's wound it up a little bit, and it'll add a little bit of spice for uh, you know for for for, the, for a future game, I'm sure. Well, look, I hope it. I hope it does because it you know it's the best possible way to. Um, you know, to get your revenge, if you like, is to is to let is to do talking on the pitch, and you know, I hope the Dragons are in a position to compete next year. Well, if you were Jacqueline, you'd you'd probably you'd have that pinned up on the wall. Yeah, right? you'd have a bit of that, wouldn't you? And uh, you'd be re- you'd be reading that out to to some of the guys, albeit a lot of them aren't going to be there. Mm. Uh, There'll be enough there, though. There yeah. will be enough there. You know, if you read that out to Aaron Wainwright or Elliot D or Corey Hill, those kind of players, you know, they're going to want to they're going to want to get a yeah. you know get get a piece of him and. Uh, you know, so yeah, but but to be honest with it, I know we're flogging it now. But I mean, I if 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 D sort of if D had heard that and mm. uh, and Corey as well, I think they they wouldn't even they wouldn't be bothered by it. No, you know, I just think it. it'd be like full fair. We, we, we weren't we weren't up to it. And uh, I think that's it. Is we just live in a world that is so that from professional athletes, it's so prescribed and media sound bites and stuff like that which is why we love doing these interviews with you know like with Kai you've done this week and with, and with and with Sean Connor and stuff is we love it when we get people speaking honestly because you want their the main, opinions don't you, you want your opinion because yeah. in the mainstream media and this was half the reason that we started this podcast was because you know we were kind of a bit fed up that people were just saying the same old thing so so I actually do I actually do think he's got every right to say it but you know I can understand I can also kind of understand why the Scarlet's press office have gone. Okay, you need to you need to issue an apology for it. But yeah, I thought it was a bit of a storm in a teacup, to be honest. Yeah, agreed. Right, one and four. One. Cardiff Blues have nothing to fear ahead of their European Challenge Cup final against Gloucester, even if they don't have Gethin Jenkins. Fact or fiction? I'm going to go fiction with this. I think um, they have got. I, well, I don't know. Wait. They they can definitely it's a winnable game for them, but I do think Gloucester pose pose a bit of a threat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they haven't been spectacular this season um, by any stretch, but they've got some very capable players. Um, they can play fairly similar to the Blues at, at, at times. Yeah, They're quite loose, quite open, quite frenetic. Um, it's not what you associate with Gloucester historically, no. either, is it? It's not. Um... Yeah, it's usually up the jumper stuff, yeah, isn't exactly. it? And, 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 a, and a power-based game. So they've they, but I, I think they need to be they need to be cautious and 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 and, and sort of have a real good look at the good look at the game plan. Um, you know, I was going to get I was going to ask you actually who you, you know, what you think of uh, the nine and ten birth there. And uh, do you even need to ask? No, Thomas, <laughs> Thomas Williams, Jared Evans, hundred percent. Yeah. Furthermore. We're in the second half, we're going to be talking about. Uh, we're going to be picking our Wales squad selections because the teams announced this week. Well, there's your Furthermore, I would be. Th- those two would be damn close. They will start one game together on the Wales tour for me, but we'll come to that in the second. If half. Jared goes, we'll come to that in the second. Okay, half. okay, right. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, in answer to your question, like they, the Blues have got. They've got a. Um, they've got anything to, mm. to to ultimately massively. Uh, 
massively fear, but they need to they need to play the right game plan. Do you know what? As much you know, as much as I love watching those watching those halfbacks play together, and I mean Cardiff Blues been so exciting behind the scrum. I still think you know it's a massive cliche. I still think it's going to be all about the battle up front. But I think you look at you know more than anything. I think you look at that back row and the form that they're in. Navidi's in the form of his life. Ellis Jenkins is back, fully fit. Uh, he's just a wonderful player. He's, you know, we said it before. He's got everything, if you ask me. And then you've got Nick Williams, who's you know just. A, I think he'll be playing until he's fifty. You know, They're, he just yeah. doesn't. He never looks. Um, and you, you always get an amazing fifty minutes out of him. And then you've got Ollie, Ollie Robinson to, to come off the bench, and you've got yeah. you know, you've essentially got three sevens on the field. Then, um, I, I'd say the kind of Blues back row is is unplayable almost at the moment. Really, they're, they're playing that well, so. Um, I can't see Cardiff, Cardiff Blues losing. Blues uh, back row or Scarlet's back row? If I were to offer you that, Shingler, Cubby oh and Barkley versus Jenkins, Navidi and Williams, who would you pick? <laughs> that is one hell of a question. Um, I'm going to go with the Blues back row for now mm-hmm. just because they've got the game coming up as well. So and we're, it's, it's all about... It's all about the Cardiff, Cardiff Blues coming up. Um, so let's go with the Blues back row. I mean, you haven't told me why you've chosen them there other than Cardiff Blues are playing next week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just, you know what? But that's, they're, they're, the point is they're two amazing they're back rows. Yeah. And I think if you look at the Scarlets, that Scarlets back row has, has, you know, has gone toe-to-toe with the best in Europe with the, you know, with the exception of the Leinster game where they were... They were, you know, it's not just the back row, but they were blown away up front. But you know, we know what they're capable of and the level that they're able to do it. But I, yeah, I, I, you know, if I had to pick out of those two, I'd probably just pick the Scarlets because you've seen them, you know, at the, at the highest they've level. Te- they've been tested against tested five rate opposition. But yeah. then, you know, honestly, I, I do not think that there's a lot in it, and I think it's, um, you know, like we were saying last week, you know, Warburton wouldn't even get in the wouldn't even get in the side at the moment. So. Uh, well, that's, yeah. Right, yeah, I, I, I'd pick you him, of course, say, yeah. but I'd pick him, of course. But yeah. you know, a lot, a lot of Cardiff Blues fans wouldn't, you know, at the moment, and and I, and I do get that. Yeah, well, it just again shows how blessed we are. Yeah. What you know, these pack row boys. Uh, what then, uh, Anscombe? Anscombe starts fifteen, and, and Evans at, at ten for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, you can't, you can't change. Um, you can't change up. Uh, you can't move Jared Evans from mm-hmm. ten and and. You know, Sean, Sean Connor was saying in the in the interview today I had with him just how good a player uh, Jared is. So you know, have a listen to that. But um, the guy's on fire at the moment, yeah. isn't he? I reckon he he, he back himself probably playing playing against any team at the moment just because he's in in that good form. Um, and Anscombe, we've we've seen a load of Anscombe this year, haven't we? He's, he's or more more yeah, more, more than, than we have any season. Yeah, yeah, and he just he's a classy operator, isn't he? He's played in. I've finally seen it this year. To be honest, I yeah. was. I, if I'm honest, I thought he only they only really pursued, not less so the Blues, but I thought more with Wales that they kind of felt under pressure to to pick him because they spent so much money bringing him over. But I think you have seen what he's capable of, and um, yeah, when he's when he's playing at his best, he really is a he really is a quality operator. Yeah. It's nice that the Blues have actually found that. Yeah, you know, they found what can what can really mm. work for for them, isn't it? With Jared at ten and um, and Anscombe playing at fifteen, because obviously they've they've tried so they've tried so many different combinations that um, having those two there and then Garin um, firming things up, the two boys, the, the, you know, uh, Ray Lilo and 
Kalaholo. Mm. It's just a lovely little blend, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with a Blues win. I'll nice. you. It's tough, this one. It really is tough. Um, yeah, go on, let's go Blues win. Blues win. Oh, they're, in su- they're in such good form at the moment. Blues win, out in the sun. Out in the sun. Um, in uh, in India, the game is being played. As, that, as that, did, five. that did make me chuckle, yeah. yeah, those lads at the end. Of, they interviewed the little Tashwell. Tashwell under nines, or whatever they were. Yeah. I thought uh, Bill Bowers in India, which uh, is cute. But yeah, I'd love, to, I'd love to be going out there, actually. That'd be a nice, uh, that'd be a nice trip to sort out at some point. Right, last one, Dan. Scarlets have shown they're still capable of winning the Pro 14 with their win over the Cheetahs. Fact or fiction? Fact. Yeah, it was a, that was a, an unbelievable performance, wasn't it? Completely blew them away. I don't think um, a lot of people would have seen that coming, just the gap and the, the dominance really shown by the Scarlets completely took them apart. Individually, there were some great performances, mm. weren't there? I mean, that Steph Evans try was was just a joy to he's watch. A, he is a joy to watch, really. Oh. That was the expre- exact expression I was going to use. Yeah. And, um, when he's got that confidence of just going, yeah, I'm backing myself. Yeah. The way he dropped that, how, first, how on earth he sort of got away from the cluster of mm. players as he, as he sort of opened up to the right and then drifted through the acceleration. But then the way he dropped the ball onto yeah. his... It, it, that he made Great it look so movement. easy. But yeah. you think how? I, I was thinking how? How did he do that? He just dropped it straight on, and he was going going at real pace as well. Um, but yeah, as a team, that they were brilliant. When they pack were immense. Yeah. Um, and backs, I thought pretty, you know Tom Pretty, Pridey, whatever however you want to say it, still young, isn't he? He looked good. <laughs> I, I don't know how young he is now. Like let's see, we what he was seventeen when he was first capped. That was about eight years ago. So he's thirty one. He's still young. No, he's twenty five. Twenty yeah, twenty five, twenty six. He looked good. Your man Johnny, uh, Johnny yeah, came nice, nice try down nice the line snipe. like that. Um, but yeah, it was great. And you, you, you know, on the back row front, it was good to see, uh, you know, type them get them get a nice send off. I think Barkley. Every single one of those players, yeah, you know, it was good to see him. Yeah, hit the burn. Barkley, Scott Williams, yeah. all getting a big round of applause. And uh, yeah, you know. Quite rightly as well. You know, obviously, Scott's a yeah, Scott, Scott's a yeah. Scott's a local lad, and um, you know, he's played his rugby there all his career, and he got a good send off. And you think the other two have just been? They will go down as all-time great Scarlets. You know, I mean, Ty Ben obviously been there two seasons, yeah. but he will go down. Feels as, like he'll go down as an all-time great as far as yeah. I'm concerned. You yeah, know, he's just uh, he's been phenomenal. I think that's that those two, um, Barkley and Byrne, are going to be massive misses for them next season. You know, I think. Uh, they they're, they're very shrewd recruiters. We know that, and uh, and hopefully they, you know, they have un, unlocked the uh, the right place. Mm. But I have to I, say, I thought in the second row, both those boys, oh, mate, yeah. Cummins well, and uh, Cummins and Rawlings, Rawlings again, fantastically well. We said it, didn't we, yeah. last week? He's nailed, isn't he? He's he, is, he is hard. Yeah, he goes he goes into everything. You know, he's he's going in hundred miles an hour, but he massive hits, big carries, not for not the biggest of chaps. Mm. Um, so it goes well in the lineup. He's he's a great, 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 great player. I was going to say a squad man. It seems a bit unfair, but he he is though, well, isn't he at the moment? My mate, that's that might you know might well have that step up next yeah. year. You know they're going to need uh, they're going to need um, to call on all their resources. So yeah, he might well get a bigger opportunity. Yeah, you know, unless we forget, you know, as we keep saying, what he did in the the latter stages of the the Pro Fourteen last year. So he's yeah, he's, he yeah, certainly he's, seems to have well, it in his locker. Scott's going to be missed. Massively, isn't he as well? He's come right back into form now, hasn't he? I thought he'd he'd had a, yeah. a tough season actually. It's got I love that offload. Yeah, the offload was fantastic, and there was that great bust that almost set up another um, yeah. try in second half. So 
it's good, you know, it's it's good, but again, I think Fonatier will slot into that side really, really well. Um, yeah, be 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 a some some you know good quite a good um, a good battle between the uh, the Scarlet centres and the Osprey centres yeah, I mean, next it's year. Be amazing though to look at it. That that Osprey's backline is just going to be completely new. You look, you're going to yeah. have you're going to have Scott in there. You're going to have George North in there. You can see a lot more of Sam Davis. Yeah. You're going to have Alad Davis, of course, as well. Yeah. Oh, and Watkin. And then yeah, you, then you've got the, the players who are there at the moment with Watkin and, and Dan Evans and and the rest of them. So it's uh, it's yeah, it's going to be really interesting next season. I'm kind of looking forward to it already, yeah. to be honest. Um, but yeah, just to go back to Scarlets to finish, Glasgow away is their is their semi final or final qualifier. However, uh, however the Pro Four team want to market it, what? Uh, that's that's no easy game. It's though, not an, it? it's not an easy game, is it? But I think the Scarlets will be able to get in that win in that manner is massive because the Leinster game will be they'll be they'll be hurting still, won't they, mm. from that? Um, but that'll give them a massive amount of confidence. And I think going up there, they'll they'll really turn it on. I think they'll grind out a gritty, you know, a gritty win, um, and then it's all on then for the for the for the final. I'm really thinking that the Scarlets will be in that final. Just not no. No qualms at all. You no, think but, yeah. I think it's, I think really? they'll make it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely confident. You, I think it'd be a tough guy. Do you know what? My my own my main concern for Scarlets is it's been a long, hard season fighting a war on two fronts. I but then that performance then on it was I great. Was I, I have to say, I thought the Cheetahs were were very poor second half. I yeah. thought the Scarlets were clinical in the first half, and they did they did that at home. And then I thought the Cheetahs. I was surprised how much they kind of almost rolled over, to be honest, and. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to be as easy as that yeah. semi-final. But Their error count was... Yeah, it was really high, and, and they were just they were blown away. And, um, you know, I don't think you'll... Uh, I don't think you'll get that in the, the semi-final yeah. in Glasgow. But, so I, just, I, I wouldn't... I, I certainly wouldn't be writing Scarlet's in on the final, because it's never easy to win a semi away from home. But I think, you know, I still think they've got a damn good chance. Yeah, it's just, yeah I just think, with how much the coaches want it as well. Yeah. You know, with that loss, they'll... There's so many, there's so much quality in that coaching setup, mm. isn't it? You just think they'll be really turning it on, tuning into all the players, and they'll have them in a really good place. I think it would for 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 any other side, it'd be really difficult coming back from that loss that you know where we were out in uh, in Dublin. But the the man management they've got their spot yeah. on, so let's hope that pays off. All right. Well, as we say, second half we will be uh, looking at the rest of the news from around. Wales and beyond uh, in our regular feature any other business to finish the show and before that we will be predicting our Wales squads and that is coming up very very shortly Time then for us to play selectors and to decide who we would pick if we were in Warren Gatland's shoes for the summer tour uh, where Wales face Argentina and South Africa. Uh, three test matches, first up in, uh, in Washington DC, again against uh, South Africa, and then two tests away in Argentina. Trigger on this, Dan, isn't it? Because it's the season after Alliance Tour, a lot of players have been in very... Uh, long arduous seasons you know even the ones who've stayed fit you've got others kind of coming back to coming back to strength so Gatland's alluded to the fact that he's more than likely going to rest pretty much all the Lions and uh, would you do the same thing? 
Yeah, I would really. I think we need to we need to make sure that they're going to be um, they're going to have a nice sort of recovery time, a good a good sort of pre season, I suppose. Um, it's the mental break as well, isn't it? You know that Lions tour will be so so tiring. Um, just let them recoup. Mm. Even though they'll want to, a number of them will want to go. Won't oh they? yeah, undoubtedly. Um, there will be those that will be will put their hand up and say, "Look, I don't want to go," but um, I'm all for that. And then we get to see some other players. Yeah, no, that's it. I think this is the time, especially as you, you know, we're getting closer and closer to the World Cup. We've said that the squad depth seems to have, you know, seems to have improved, but you can always, you, until you expose players to, to international and to test rugby, it's, it's very, very hard to... Uh, Here's one for you. Yeah. Make a joke drink. Go on, man. So, we, we know that you can't fill a side with, with absolute youth. Yeah. Mm. So you do need some, some older, experienced yep. players. Um with that, would you bring in a number of a few players then that probably aren't going to feature in the World Cup, but are needed on a tour like Good this? Question. To uh, bolster? No, I don't think there's any point in that. No, I don't, no, I, I, I get exactly what you're saying, but it's kind of use an example. You know, it's kind of like saying, right, well, would you bring in? Um, I'm trying to think of experience back row forward who's not going to feature. It's kind of like saying, you know, would you bring bring back Martin Williams ahead of? Picking would. Martin Williams, yeah, he would, but you know what I mean. It's, yeah, it's you asked of, the wrong man. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a little bit like that. We yeah. Go, well, I think you can still build a strong squad. Yeah. Without well, necessarily resorting to players who aren't going to be there in in twenty uh, in twenty nineteen. Or a few, I suppose. Okay, let me make it a little I, I bit more difficult. Yeah, Some players that could potentially, so you know, your, your Jamie, your Jamie Roberts, players like that. That's could potentially feature I again I, I don't think you do to be honest because you know as much as uh, obviously as as you know I went and met met Robert C the other week and um, although I somehow managed to lose the audio which is still, uh, still nightmares yeah right? still having nightmares about that um, you know what you're going to get with Jamie Roberts um, I, I get what you're saying about about having experience in there. It's just tricky one thinking this out on air. That's a good question. I'm, I don't I don't think I would. You know, would I? Because ultimately, there's no point taking Roberts and not picking him. And would we learn more from from you know seeing more of Owen Watkin at test level? Yes, I think we would. So I'd be I'd be I don't think I'd be going down yeah. that route. It is it is challenging, though, isn't it? Because say, say Jamie Roberts, so what what he does, mm. there's nobody there's no arguably there's nobody better. Yeah. Um, when he's absolutely on fire. It's you know getting over that game line in the World Cup. You know, could it be? Could it be but, huge? But you know, are you gonna? You know, let's say we get to the, you know, it comes to the World Cup and um, you're in that scenario, and you just know that if you ha- if you call upon Jamie Roberts either through he's in great form or there's some injuries or whatever it might be, then you know that he's um, you know what he's going to be able to deliver. You put him straight back into that environment. You know. You look, look back to 2015, for example, and you know we had horrendous injuries in the back line. If we're in that same kind of scenario now, and you had to call upon Jamie Roberts, you you wouldn't have learned anything more about him over this summer than you would. Um, you know, you're not going to learn any anything more by taking him out there. So, whereas you know the the younger players, the the Watkins of this world, it's, it's just more. Yeah. I think it's more interesting. I, I don't think there's any point taking Jamie Roberts out of whole tackle bags. Well, the other the other side why I mentioned it was because you know his leadership as a senior guy to yeah. bring on the likes of the other, I suppose the other players. Then, so yeah, yeah, yeah. if we discount the the World Cup, then 
just to see the the, the best side out of mm. some of the younger guys. Um, I don't know. I don't think I'm with you. I don't think we would will go down that route. But so leadership is really important, and I, I think that's definitely going to have a um, gonna, probably going to have an impact yeah. when we when we pick a squad now because they're going to need to be four or five lead like yeah, experienced proper leaders, aren't they? Yeah, but I, I, yeah, I, I think there are there are ways of doing that. Do you want to start? Should we start with the forwards like we like we usually do? Um, I think we're going to work on the basis that on what Gatlin said that he won't be picking any lions, with the possible exception of North, uh, because again, I think he's keen to he's, he's not had a huge amount of yeah. rugby. So if we work to work to that um, to that basis. I think the other one, I think the other one who might fall into that bracket is probably Moriarty as well. But um, yeah, let's uh, let's start with props. I think I actually think this is probably an easier area to to pick if I'm honest and yeah, that's mainly that's mainly down to the fact that our you know our starting props didn't didn't tour the line so that makes it yeah, makes a bit, it easier, a bit easier, easier doesn't it yeah. and again it gives you that experience that you're talking about so I think we need six props uh, across the across the tour mm-hmm. um, Rob Evans picks himself I think yeah he's on fire isn't he yeah he's absolutely superb again I think he's really he's kicking on now and he's going to be a top international prop Is it, you think he's any young as well that's your stock answers for everything, isn't it? Well, it's 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 right though, isn't it, for the the Welsh side? Yeah, you, you know, you, especially yeah, for a prop. Right. You know, was he twenty six? He's um, you know, he's got he's got the he's got the better the better prop years ahead of him. Then yeah, that's a good point. And you know, it's it's what he adds away from that as well. And you're actually spot on. He is uh, he is twenty six as well. Yeah, Encyclopedic yeah. knowledge there, Dan. It must have been that Scarlet's program that you memorised on a Ryanair flight back the other. I picked, picked it up for free, didn't I? Someone left oh, it behind. Of course you did. Uh, right, Rob Evans picks himself. Presumably Samson Lee, same bracket. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Agreed. On, okay. Agreed on both counts. Uh, right, so you need uh, any cover on, on both sides, obviously. Um, Nicky Smith, for me. Hmm. Been really impressed with Nicky Smith. Yeah. Um, in the loose, really, he's been brilliant. Yeah. But he's really tightened up in the scrum, so... Big fan of his. Yeah, I think he. Uh, I think he goes and again would benefit from more rugby. Carrying hard as well. Yeah, he does. he's very good. Around, very good around the park. Win Win Jones. Yes. If he's fit, um, again, yeah. I, 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 um, I think he's been he's been an absolute find for me. I think he is the second choice loose head in Wales. Yeah. I think he's overtaken Nicky Smith in in that regard. No, there's a good um, scrummager. Win. Yeah, fantastic, and that's you know that I think. Look, I think. How you play around the park is so important, but you know, scrummaging can you, if you get into a game where it is, it becomes a scrum fest and so many penalties are dictated by the scrum. Scrummaging props are worth yeah. their weight in gold, well, so um, it doesn't matter how good you are around the park exactly. if you can't scrummage. Yeah, so. and, and that said, I, I do think you know, while he might not be as explosive a ball carrier as someone like Nicky Smith, he is a he, you know, he gets through a, he gets through a ton of work, so um, but he has I'm come, a big fan of he's come on in that ground, though, yeah, isn't he? I think he has definitely. And then, yeah, this is really his, yeah. this is his breakthrough season, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, um, like some of those hands he's shown, and the props, all the props have worked on on their game, haven't they? Mm. Which I don't think we've seen for. You know, over the year, over the last sort of five to ten years, yeah. then they've just been sort of that they're renowned for that aspect of the game, and that's yeah. it. They have. I, I just don't think you can afford to do that. I think everyone has to work on everything. Do you think that's a game thing? I, I think so. Uh, right, Rob Evans and Nicky Smith are definitely on the plane for me. Bit of a curveball, first curveball for you. One in your spirit of wanting leaders on there, would you be interested in taking Gethin Jenkins? I love Gethin. Would you take him though? 
over over Win Jones. No, if Win if Win Jones is uh, is fit, I take Win Jones. Um, I think we got enough experience in that front row. Okay. To to lead. I mean more forward. for the squad, you know, for like you say that you're going to need four or five leaders in there. Uh, no, not on this. Not I do, yeah. he, he's just playing like he's so old now, and he's played so yeah. many rugby, and he's still got that calf tour, complaint. Tour captain, I'd love that. We just have him on there for the yeah for the beers and the DJ set. Yeah, mm. he's got a great great taste of music apparently. Yeah, he's uh, he's been in charge of the, in all been in charge of the dressing room for yeah. like, I feel like ten years. Now, yeah. yeah, in all seriousness, not mm. a bad shout though. It'd be interesting. I'd love to see if he's you know if he's gonna. Get full time involved in coaching yeah. after he leaves because again, I just think like oh, a player as amazing as him, you just don't want to lose him no. to the to the. Oh, he's definitely going to go straight in, isn't he? I hope so. But as you see, he'll be playing for another fifteen. So well, that's it. Yeah, right. And then on the tight heads, uh, you know, presumably Thomas Francis. Yeah, yeah. And then Dylan Lewis went last summer. Anyone else on the on the tight you'd be interested in? Taking? Again, he's just he's got a couple of you've got a couple of caps there. You know, I don't think you know you're not going to get Leon Brown's obviously not fit. No, I think it kind of it's 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 it's, it's going to be exactly who you mentioned there. It is all right. Okay, let's go with that then. So Evans, Smith, Win Jones on the loose, Lee, Francis, and Lewis on the on the tight right hookers. It's an interesting one. Elliot's nailed on for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you obviously you're resting you're resting Ken Owens. Um, yeah, I think I think Elliot's absolutely nailed on. And then you've got a handful of interesting of interesting players here. Obviously, Daisy um, has been again. I think he's had a bit of a renaissance in in the last couple of months. Then he's had injury problems. I like Daisy. I think on this kind of a tour as well. I think he's the kind of player that he's kind quite of experienced as well. Isn't yeah, he? exactly. And he's got he's got plenty of caps. Um, Elias is obviously another yeah, another choice. Big, different. Yeah, different player. I thought um, I thought Elliot actually had the better of him on um, yeah. the other when they played the other day. I thought he played well. Didn't there he? wasn't too many dragons. I played their opposite number, but I, I think he probably did. Mention for our other mate, of course. I think Scott's been in, cause yeah. Scott Otten's been in good form. Um, you know, it's not unthinkable. He had a great could, game, didn't he? That he could sneak onto uh, that he could sneak onto this tour. Yeah, he, um, yeah, he could do. I think he was he was he was all he was an all action performance. He was around the park. Um, I think I'd quite like to see Elias. I'd quite like to see Elias. Um, I think he was really playing some great rugby a little mm. while ago, wasn't he? And then he's dropped off. He's dropped off a little bit. Um, I think it's fair to say that. Um, but he's uh, he's he's different to to, to D. Um, and I I think I'd probably leave Daisy. I think I'd probably leave Daisy behind. Would you? Think, yeah, I would. I think D has. Um, has shown that he's whilst he hasn't had a huge amount of uh, of games for Wales, he just seems so mature and and just just he's just a great player. Oh, he's, he's, not, he's a natural. I, um, he's a natural international level. I think. And yeah. Obviously, you'll be able to hear this uh, hear this tomorrow when we release the interview with uh, with Sean Connery. He's got some very high praise indeed of uh, of Elliot D. So look, I think he's I think he's more than comfortable at Test level. And then yeah, it's it's difficult out of the. I'd be tempted to go with Daisy and Scott on for me. We've got, well, we got we have to we have to put we have to put Scott in there, don't we? Undoubtedly, the beauty the beauty of doing this is that we can unashamedly say that you know he, he sorts us out he sorts us out with uh, with with a bit of free exactly. coffee. I, and I can hear the, I can hear the door now. There's uh, 
he's he's already sent some in the yeah. post. But uh, no, you, you know his, his form his form of late I think has has been enough to has been enough to justify it. Um, yeah, and, and I don't think Ryan. Look, look I think Ryan Lyle is a great player. So I think whoever they choose out of that, would you put him in there? I would go. For for one stance, since you're the scrubbing expert, I'm going to let you have the final say when it comes to when it comes to the front row. So again, Elliot D. Yeah, Elias. Elias and Scott. On. Yeah. All right, that's it. Done. Boom. Right into the row. This is interesting now. Obviously, you haven't got Alan Jones, so there's there's not that uh, not that kind of uh, talismanic leader there. It's actually quite scary going without him, isn't it? It is because he's just with always that, there, that constant. With that in mind, Bradley Davis has had a return to form. Vastly experienced, you know, uh, a captain in his own yeah, right. Big man. Big man. You're going to need that against, uh, yeah. against South Africa in particular. Um, Bradley Davis goes for me. He, def- he definitely goes for me, yeah. I, I think he's been, he's been playing some really impressive rugby, isn't he, towards the back end of this season. So right. he's, he's a cert. Yeah, I agree with that. Corey Hill, likewise. Yeah, another cert. Yeah, I, you know, I, and... Um, well, the next one on your, on your, I can't see the team sheet there, but I'm sh- the next one's going to be a cert as well. Go on, Corey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, Corey's. Um, I, I just I don't think you can't. Yeah, you just can't not pick him at the moment. He's you know he's got he's got that shirt by rights. I think it's there's no point there's no point resting him over the summer. I think you want to carry on while he's playing good rugby. And like you say, he's uh, he's growing in stature as a as yeah. a leader as well as a real kind of. He'll want to gel that side as well, won't he? Because. You know he'll really he'll really be he'll be one of the senior guys there, mm-hmm. won't he? And um, he's massive. He's gonna be massively needed. We talk about we talk about leadership, like, and I know Gatlin really rates him. Could he captain this side? Yeah, he could do. I think he's in with a really really good shout of captain in of captain in this um, this party. Um, Gatlin, he's got he's got Gatlin's uh, full support, isn't he? And you know, again. You know, just just speaking to to Sean Connor today, he, he was absolute full, full of praise, praise that he, and it was interesting that he said that he was um, he was getting better and better as a leader. Then, so mm. he kind of when he went into that Welsh camp, he he went up, you know, went up a load of notches, which isn't isn't unsurprising. But there are players that have gone into camps, haven't they, and gone, oh my god, you know, this yeah, this, yeah. this is this is beyond me, and 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 have and have uh, wilted away. He has done anything but that, so. He's going to be a, a, a huge, a huge part of this, but it's it's going to be key. To, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who he part who he partners with because I mm. think he is he is a cert to start. Yeah. Okay. And then Seb Davis is another for me. I just think he's been in such good form. I want to see more of him. I think everyone wants to see yeah. more of him. I mean, he's so he's a is a different option again, isn't he? The the lines he picks are are quite exceptional. Um, you you can't teach the lines that he makes. Um, and so, when you look at the carries, the sort of yards that he makes, then they're they're a real sort of range of of hard yards, and then equally, um, you know, bursts up oh, through catching, yeah, you know, what he sidesteps or yeah, he'll sort of glide through like a gazelle because he's yeah. just picked off, he's picked off a weak inside shoulder, or and that's the back in him, isn't it? That he, you know, I think we said that he played ten and, and centre, you know, in his younger days, so he's he's just quality, isn't he? And again, he's he's a young second row. He's only mm. gonna you know from going over there, he's gonna get knocked about. But he's a hard boy, isn't he? And he'll just he'll just he'll love it, I reckon. And then you know in that that fourth 
and presumably final spot. You know, I'd probably you'd probably only take four, don't you? Here, I think you take I, four second race. So yeah, I guess so. I, I, I might be tempted to take a to, to take take five just because Alan okay. Wynn is is coming at the end, and you know. Yeah, we could see what we could do with exposes more players, but yeah, probably would be four. So of players who could who could take that, you've got Adam Beard who's been in around the squad of late. Yeah, interesting one for you here. Josh Turnbull, I think, has been in has been in great form and does a job in the back row for you. If you you know if you yeah. I know we're not short sure back row cover, but there's that experience. There's that in. you know that experience of being in and around yeah. the test camp. Steely character. Yeah, I you know I you know, maybe only basing this on. On the odd, the odd few games, but I don't. Th- I, I think Rawlings does everything in his locker to be, uh, you know, to be in and around that squad. Could he go? I don't think he will. I, yeah, I'd be half tempted. I just think he's, he's just such a hard hitting, hard destructive, destructive yeah. defensively. Is he? Is he let? Is he ever let the side down that we've seen him play? But I suppose it comes back to that point again. In a year and a half's time, when we go into a World Cup, is Lewis Rawlings going to be part of that side, considering that he's not even a regular in the Scarlet starting lineup? But I then, suppose that's the that's the point. Yeah. And, and probably Turnbull, you put into that same bracket. Go is Josh Turnbull really going to be really going to be playing for yeah. Wales in the in the World Cup? Whereas Davis and Beard are unexposed at the, yeah. the highest level. And Beard is he's got the size, isn't mm-hmm. he? He's He's quite raw, I suppose. Still, um, I think he's quite punchy. He's quite feisty. We need, we probably need that from from one of our second rows as well. So, yeah, it's a good, it's a good point you make. I mean, it's hard, isn't it? Because you you, you kind of want to you want to turn probably to your Turnbulls, your your Rawlins, but Beards, I'd say he's got the he's got that place. He's, he's got he's got a, a lot of a lot of potential. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's what you want to kind of that's what you want to see. Um, Right, back row. I mean, we've already mentioned the, the Cardiff boys earlier on. Can we have um, six or seven in the back row, please? Well, you know what? I'd be tempted here. I would be tempted to take at least six, I, I think, because, you know, you're going to need injury cover. It's a long way as well. You know, it's not easy to fly. It's not like we're, um, you know, it's a short hop. You know, you've still got still get these players out to uh, out to South America or out to, out to the USA. Um, so I'd be tempted to take six personally. Um, Josh Josh Navidi, right? It, I think. Uh, Did you yeah. take? He's, he's going to go, isn't he? He is going to go, and I just think, God, you know, he's put in such a shift this this yeah. season that I'd be tempted to give him a break, to be honest. Given that how much strength and depth, but then again, you look at it and go, could you take him but give him but say you're going to be? Mm. That's kind of a weird one, isn't it? But you're going to be rest. You're not going to be playing. You're not going to be playing as many games as perhaps you'd like. We're going to give that body a rest. Because can you tell a yeah? Can you tell a professional athlete that you know is just you know, really not going to go want to go? No, I'm not coming out here to go through the motions. Yeah. You know, well, I suppose I yeah. Then he's play. away from his family. Yeah. The other side, isn't it? If, you, if I'm going, yeah, probably if I'm going, I'm going to yeah. play. If I'm not, then then leave me uh, leave me at home with the family and uh, and and to you know to sort of pro- properly rest up. Yeah. Um, I think personally, I think he needs. He, he, it, we could benefit from him not going. Yeah, really do. We know what he can do, but I think because he's so important, he's going to be so important in terms of as a leader. Never has a bad game, and the fact that he covers six, seven, and eight, and eight, mm. eight being the big one because we big haven't one, got. You're not going to take Toby. Yeah, the, presuming that Moriarty will go as as starting choice eight. Is that is there any other candidates out there, Dan? Who 
you look at things, you know what, this is the tour to, to get them. Well, unless, unless you play, you know, you've, you've voiced it quite a few times, unless you give, you know, you give one of the other, one of the other sevens a, a run at eight, and, and, yeah. and we literally say, look, it's a, it's a development tour. Let's find out if Cubby could yeah, play at eight. Let's, let's, yeah, let's have a look at it. And we're resting. We're going to rest Navidi because, mm. for him as a person, it should be it should be done. Okay. His body. All right. Well, look. We're, we've we've got the option. We've got the option here to do it. I I think I would rest Josh Navidi. I just think he's well. put himself through so much. Yeah. So I would rest him. Ellis Jenkins, on the other hand, he's playing great rugby. He's fit. Get him out of there. Get him out of there. Starting seven for me. I think. You like him? You, would, you, would you let him ever run at eight? <sighs> I'm not sure he is an eight. No, I'd no, be more implied, but, I'd be more tempted to put Cubby at eight, if anything, I think. Would you? Yeah, I'd go Ellis. Out of the straight shoot out of those two, I, I'd, I'd go with Ellis um, at eight. But, then, but, yeah. but look, I, again, you know, Moriarty's not played that much rugby. Do you just take him as your eight? Well, yeah. I mean, mm. I could just see him picking up another... I don't know. I, I've got a funny feeling with Moriarty. He's just... The, the injuries that he's gonna I'm sorry to say it as well yeah. with the Dragons but I just I do fear a bit for him but he, he needs he needs game time doesn't he mm. and, and it's a big a big game you know we need we need somebody like that of that calibre yeah. um, you know James King is he is he is he alright at the moment um, I thought he had a really really impressive game the other day yeah hard carrying you know really sort of running um tight lines on the inside making it really difficult because yeah. he's not the biggest of champs no, but by not. god he, he goes in hard you know I think James King's a, you know he's a I'd take him on this would you yeah I would I would I think we need are we some giving you, are we giving you the uh, the honour of choosing the of having the overall say on the packs tonight and I'll take the backs well I th- yeah I think I've, I've, I've been a bit outspoken you haven't I alright okay well let's, let's go for it then if we're saying you want to take six back rowers yeah let's go for it alright Ellis Jenkins Ellis Jenkins Cubby Cubby James King. James King. Do you take Moriarty? Yes. Ross Moriarty. So then, what about Shingler? Long old season. I think you've got to. You've got to take. You've got to take Shingler, yeah, because we haven't got any size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I just think Shingler is. He's sort of. um, He's prehistoric, and he's Shingler. He'll be fine. He doesn't get. He doesn't. He doesn't need a rest. He's average. I I think. uh, Yeah, I think I'd be tempted to. To play him through there as well. He's an animal, yeah. So he's going. So there's there's five. You still got room. For, you still got room for one more. Is there anyone in particular that you want to see on that? Uh, you want to see on that plane? And in the dragons, I tell you what, I think Aaron Wainwright would be the one I'd be interested in. Yeah. Or so Wainwright. I think you know. Again, I just think he's got raw potential there, and I've, I you know playing in a really struggling side. You know, coming to the side in what November December. Injuries everywhere. He's really stood up. I think he's got a massive future ahead of him. And you know, I think hopefully the, the, the recruits next season are really going to bolster the squad. But I think he's going to be he's going to be a key part of it. So he's one I'd be tempted with. Any of the Ospreys? Possibly Jumbo as well because he can do a job. Yeah. At, at, again, at, at six and eight. Yeah. So you know, I I wonder again. He's not the big, he's not the biggest fella, but um, again, I think he's done admirably. And, and look, if you can play eight behind a, a retreating pack. Then you know when you've got the likes. He has you, you know when you've got that yeah. Scarlet's front row in front. And of he you, is young, and you've got Bradley Davis and Seb Davis and and Corey Hill, these kind of players in front of you. Then actually, you know maybe you can um, maybe be interested to see him on the front foot. So 
Well, there's going to be a there's going to be a sort of spine of of, of the dragons, isn't mm-hmm. there? If you look at you know if Cor- if Corey's in the second row and yeah. then D's ahead of yeah. him and then Ben, yeah, if um, Jumbo as you call him is uh, is there coming in and he's what is he twenty six? I don't even think he's that um, old actually. He's um he, again he's a player who's been around for uh, he's been around for a while and obviously had um, spent a fair amount of time playing sevens and stuff. But uh, I actually don't think he's I don't think he's as old as twenty six. Twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's it. That you know that's a good shout. Um, All right. What are you going to do then, Dan? Who's anyone out of those? Who would you who would you, who would you take? Yeah, let's go a bit left field. Let's go with him. With uh, James Benjamin, yeah, let's go for it. All right, okay, yeah. done. Um, okay, into the into the backs now. Um, okay, again, three three scrum halves are going to need here. You take Gareth Davis, do you? Again, that experience, that kind of test starter. Yeah, he's he's, he's going. He goes. Right, Thomas Williams is na- nailed on to tour. If he doesn't tour, I'm not watching these games. He's, uh, I, I don't we want to see him. We want to see him play, actually, don't we? Yeah, we do. But I mean, even if he comes off the bench for 20 minutes, he's a hell of an impact player to yeah. to have in there. So Thomas Williams definitely. But for goes me, to on him, we need to we need to start him. It's to- yeah, it's totally different. Seeing a nine, we need to see. We know we know what Gareth does. Gareth does have um, uh, limitations to his game, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, but he's equally he's excellent at and and the best in in certain aspects. So I think we need to see Thomas Williams start. Okay, that's interesting. But that's yeah, I would, both of those both of those definitely go for yeah. me. The third the third berth for me, I'm not so sure. But I've been quite underwhelmed with Alan Davis this season, to be honest. I think he's neat and tidy. I think actually a move for him is a great thing. I think I, hopefully that'll yeah that'll reinvigorate him. He needs something, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And obviously, there's not the you know, web Webb's obviously injured anyway. So you haven't got that option. Is Haberfield an international player? I think to I think he's he's a club he's a very, very good club player, isn't he? Um I that's that's I'd probably yeah, probably I don't think uh, I don't think he'd make the plane. Um again, I think at nine we do need well we've got we've got Gareth in, in terms of experience, yeah. we? but I think we need a more well-rounded nine as well, which which would lean you back towards Alan Davis. Um, I'd I'd go with Lloyd personally. Um, I know you're laughing. Cowbridge Mafia. No, no, I would. I think that um, he's. But again, do you know? Do you not know what you're going to get with Lloyd? I think you do, and I think that's part of it with mm. this particular, you know, unbelievable service, a real good sort of sweeping role can snipe and and and, and cause problems. Um, if you switch off, and I think that he's still got a lot to offer personally, because I, th- I think that we at nine that that's the position that really concerns me as a as a mm. Welsh fan. Um, without Webb, I, yeah. I I just think we're really if if you're if you're if we're coaching the opposite side, you 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 target Gareth Davis um, his weak points. Um, his plus points. We know that he, he's, yeah. he's very difficult to defend when he's on in, in loose play. But so much of the game is is structured now that somebody like Lloyd, um, and I don't think there's many people like him at the moment. We need him firing. Well, I think and, I think Lloyd's quite a structured player as well. I think he's you know his best his best points are his service and his you know when it's when it's going well is is tactical kicking. Yeah, but he, so yeah, that is right. But he, I, I do, you know, you know what I want in a nine, right? And I love Gareth Davis's. 
you know, his yeah. the threat he poses when he's when he's got ball in. But him, I think Thomas Williams looks the the all round package, you know. But again, he's unexposed at the highest level. Yeah, but and the, but they are quite they're they're, they're super dynamic, aren't mm. they? The, the pair of those two. Yeah. I know. Um, you know, you say that you know Thomas has has got seems to have. You know, maybe maybe a more well well rounded game, but equally, as you just pointed out, there we haven't seen him yeah. under under immense pressure then. And I think Lloyd, you know, Lloyd, he has. He's been there. He's been World Cups. He's been these other areas. So if we are going to a third nine, we need an experienced one. All right, I'll go. With, I, you get you get your you get your wish. We'll go with right. uh, we'll go with Lloyd. Okay, let's see if something similar happens uh, when it okay, comes. It's a case to keep talking until you go. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's see if something similar happens with uh, with flight halves as well. So. Oh, that's exciting. This, yeah, this, oh, is, this oh. is a given, isn't it? So, again, presumably you're going to take three of these. Well, there's talk of them only taking two, though, isn't there? Uh, yeah, I would be tempted, actually. So take, I, We've got to take three, though, haven't we? Well, I think you take... Look, I mean, let's be honest, there's a lot of flexibility in here. So, right, look, Rhys Patchell goes knowing that he can play 10 or 15. Gareth Anscombe goes knowing that he can play it's 10 or 15. a bit of symmetry here, isn't it? Yeah. Jared Evans goes because he's the most exciting prospect. Yeah. So then it's a question of do you take another ten, an out and out ten, and um, in favour of you know, and then have either Patchell or Anthony. Who would that be then if we just did? Who would who would the fourth the fourth? Uh, well presumably Gavin Henson. <laughs> <laughs> um it's difficult because I mean you either then look at the Again, you look down the experience route. You know, again, is Sam Davis playing good enough rugby to get a call up at the moment? I'm not sure he is. I, I think Sam has a disappointing season. I think he'll be back. You know, I think he'll be back next season, raring to go. I don't think there's necessarily anything to be gained by taking Sam as, you know, as a third choice, possibly fourth choice. Give him a ten. good pre-season. Yeah. So, I mean, you, your other options then really are um, Dan Jones. Dan Jones, possibly, is, is an interesting one. Yeah. Or you call upon the experience of Priestland. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that, that's where the difficulty lies. I Personally, I don't think I'd take Rhys Priestland. Again, I think you know, you know what you're going to get. You know that when he's playing his best, he's an absolutely, you know, fantastic at getting that back line going. And, you know, he has been playing very well. But again, I think you know you can call upon that. Um, so I'd be more tempted to look at Dan Jones if we were going to take a third or fourth. Yeah, I, I'm the same as you. Yeah, I, I think Dan, yeah, Dan Jones would be the one that uh, if we if we did go that route, but we won't though, will we? It's, they're going to keep it tight, aren't they? It probably will be. I think it will be. I think they'll take two, yeah. just knowing on what Gatlin's done in the past, and then it'll be a, it'll be somebody that we can move around then. Yeah. So um, would you take? Would you take? Would you take Dan Jones? Yes or no? You're picking the whole side here, by the way. I can't see him making it, unfortunately, okay. in this. No, I think it'll be... Um, right, this is your choice, not what Gatlin's going to do. Uh, the, I wouldn't at the moment, no. Right. no. Okay, centres. Now, this is this is quite a troublesome one because there's not a lot of fit here, which, again, is probably in part why I think George North is, is going to end up going as a you know as a, a centre option, although, I personally, I, I really don't yeah. see him as a centre. Um, right, Hadley Parks. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's gonna have. I guess he's gonna have to go because of that whole. I take him. Take him in anyway. continuity, yeah, and, and uh, I think when he first got his cap, mm. we pretty much said at that point he, he he's, it's going to be very difficult to to stop to stop him from having that shirt. Yeah, whether it be a, a bloody friendly, um, 
even though there isn't any you know, proper mm. friendlies, but you'll you'll just yeah, have that. Game, yeah, he'll have that. He'll have that shirt, won't he? So. Yeah, well, Hadley Parks is definitely there for me. I think Scott Williams as well. He's in a good run of form. Keep him playing. Yeah, I think Scott wants to play. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, he's been brilliant. Okay, and Owen Watkins, as we've already said earlier. Yeah, but you, you're going to need another option in the centre there for me. Yeah, I think, I think you're going to need it because you know, look, one, one, um, one slight hamstring strain in training, you know. And I think you, you need that. And the dogs, obviously, the dogs, the dogs obviously agree. agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was, so what are the what are what are what are choices then? Well, then the options are: do you look at someone like Owen Lane, who's expressed a desire to play at centre, and we've only really seen him on the wing, but yeah. he's, he's certainly done enough to, to warrant. Uh, he's certainly done enough to warrant getting in that squad. I think you know. I think that's something that um, I'd be I'd be keen to I'd be keen to see him at centre. Yeah, well, he is. He's uh, that's it. That is his his, his position, isn't it? Yeah. Or, or that's what he go, that's what he goes by. But um, can you just take can you just take three centres, having him or North as cover? I I don't think you can. All right. Well, anyone anyone else then from around the regions that you that you think are up to are up, you know up to form and up to scratch? Well, could any of the any of the boys that are playing over in over in England? So, uh, well, I mean, Williams, maybe again, that could answer your yeah, cover at cover at ten. Yeah, um, could he? I, I don't think he's played enough rugby, I mean, Williams, to be honest. No, but is that is that a, is that a reason for him to go? I mean, it's, it's equally a reason for him not to go. But well, would you want him? Would you want to throw him in, having not played much rugby, if you needed to in a test match against South Africa or Argentina? I'm not sure you would at the moment. Not at yeah. centre. It's, it's. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. There's a development tour game. Um, I'm just trying to think of who else. Well, then again, you know, you look. We look at players like Gary Smith, who you quite admire at the Blues. You go, well, you know, is it worth? Is it worth taking him over there? You know, obviously, you, you, if you're talking about resting players, you, you know, I don't know. It's it's a difficult one because you don't you don't want to hand that caps willy nilly, but I think you want to look at players who are, have got the potential to to kick Ash, off. Ashley Beck is. Uh... Well, again, he's, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. He's you fit, so you can't take actually, though, can you? Like he's just he's he's struggled to stay fit for so long, and he's got a, yeah. he's got a, you know he's got a move. He's not going to be eligible to play after the season because he moves to Worcester anyway. So you don't take Ashley back. Yeah, as much as I'm Lovely. a fan and, uh, and and I do rate him. So I don't know. I think I'm leaning towards just taking three here. Really, that's a, that's a hell of a risk, mine, isn't it? Well, okay, uh, or it's North. Jamie Roberts, or yeah, yes, yeah. So but North. then you have North or or Lane, or, or Lane, or Lane yeah. to I, I think I think that's what they'll do as well. I think Lane Lane will definitely go, won't he? And yeah. then uh, and obviously North. If you've had a tip that he's going, then well, I think yeah, I think he will. All right, yeah. into the back three then. While we've got that, so we've got two of those nailed down. North. And, the other thing uh, is on that we could see Patchell slot slotting in the uh, in the centre as well. Yeah, people keep saying, "Have you ever seen Reese Patchell play twelve? No, nope. I don't think I have. But. Um, I, I think he's got all the Gaff- skills. I, I think you could play in most positions yeah. and he'd look comfortable. But I don't know. It just keeps getting mooted around. It's like, oh yeah, but yeah, obviously. Well, Gannon, yeah, he, he, he comes out with these things now and yeah. again, doesn't he? So um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I hey, I mean, look, it worked for Jamie Roberts, didn't he? He was a full back or a wing when he exactly. came into that yeah. squad. Yeah. Um, right, back three. So North and Lane are definitely in there, which leaves probably uh, let's see. So a couple of berths on the wing. Um, Steph Evans goes for me. Yeah, I think he. I think he would want the take season him. to end, would he? Um, who else? Right. 
again, if we're looking over the border into him, I think Josh Adams. I thought he did, you know, he did very well against Scotland. He did fair up well, didn't he? And, you know, it's, it's a little bit tougher after that, but he was, you know, he's in fantastic try scoring form. I think if you're, you know, if you're trying to lure him back to, back to play his rugby in Wales as well, I, I don't think, it, uh, you know, let, keeping it front of mind that there is a, an opportunity to play for Wales. So I think I think he I think yeah. he goes I think he's I, mean, I think he has the the capability to be an international player. Oh yeah, definitely. What about any of the any of your boys at the Dragons? I think Hallam Amos goes. Um, I think he goes. What about Rosser? I like Rosser. He's got a he's finisher. Yeah, he's a great finisher. Um, yeah, I, I'd be tempted to look at Rosser. I also think it's been good watching Ashton Hewitt get a, a run of games and you know while he's fit and. You know, playing in a, a side that's getting hammered a lot of the time, it's hard to. It, it can be hard to stand out. So, so yeah, maybe maybe one or two of them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I suppose Rosser out of the two is in better is in better form. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think I, Rosser. He has impressed me. I think he's. Um, He's got a good number of tries, isn't he, in the games that he's played in. Mm. He is definitely raw, um, so you do worry a little bit about. But that's what these that's what these tours are for, aren't they? Really, um, and that would be a reward for, yeah. playing, for playing well well this season in a in a, in a tough season. Then, yeah. um, could somebody like I, Tom I think Pry- yeah, I think he's too raw actually at the moment. To yeah, take I, yeah, I, I, I don't think I'll take him. I don't think you'll. I don't think I'll take Pridey based on. You know, two, two or three games, two or three very good performances. I thought he played well today. Oh, yeah, um, I, I think he was very good. They were likewise. He was good. He was good in the European game. He played against Bath. I think yeah. he, he stepped in. Um, Got a fullback option as well, maybe. Then, yeah, I, I don't think you can hand that cap based on. Yeah, based it's, on that handful. It's a little bit backward, isn't it? If we yeah. if we're going on that route. Um, Look, I mean, if Pride had had 10, 15 blinders this season, I'd be going okay. What about Dan Evans? I mean, there is no. I've got more chance of getting picked in the back three than Dan Evans. I would, garden, but I, I know he sort of he sort of divides opinion, doesn't he, with uh, with Dan Evans in terms of you know should he go now at this late stage? Yeah, I'd get I get. I, I would. I ju- every single time he plays, yeah, he cuts, he's a threat. He is a threat, he, and he's uh, and he, and his his sort of his his stats don't lie, do they? Year mm. in, year out. Like it's not just. It's not just one good season he has. It's like consistently yeah. every single time. So I think he deserves it. And um, I do think that if we do have a, a run of injuries in the World Cup, we need, you know, he, he would he would just slot right in. But what I really like about him as well is that he is an out-and-out fullback. He's not a, you know, he's not a... I don't, I don't think you can play him. You can't play him on the wing. As far as I know he does every now and again for the Ospreys, but I don't think he is a winger at all. No. You know, whereas some of these players, like Hallam Amos, is he a wing, is he a fullback? Still not entirely sure. With him, he's a he's a fifteen yeah. through and through for me. Yeah, and, but he's got, you know he's got that he's played a, a you know played a bit of rugby at ten as well. So he's got this great kicking game. Um, he's got great spatial awareness. He's not the quickest in the world, which I'm guessing is probably why he's not got the um, you know he's not got the nod since still, his original caps. But still he, finishes, he hatful, hatful still finishes his tries, yeah. doesn't he? So he's not he's not he's not a, he's not he's no slouch, is he? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I would. I think his kicking game would be absolutely invaluable over there on the. Uh, um, you know those types of pitches. Mm. I think he'd be he'd be a player that would uh, that would probably absolutely relish the opportunity. And he's really experienced. So whilst he 
I don't, I don't know how vocal he is. Mm. I've got no idea. But I think he'd be a, a real sort of, um, uh, you know, it's, it'd, be, it'd be great to have him at the back there, knowing that you've got a young, a number of young players playing, you know, playing up in, playing up ahead of you, and then you've got Dan Evans behind yeah. as your goalkeeper. Fantastic. All right then, who uh, who would skip the side for you? I would. For me, uh, it's down to two candidates. Go on in. I think you either go for um, you either go for Corey Hill or you go for Ellis Jenkins. They would be they would be the two I'd be looking at. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 if it was it, if it was me choosing, I'd um, I'd like I'd throw someone else in the mix there on. as well. D. Really? Yeah, I do. I th- I think he's got. I think he's uh, he's got enough about him. Um, he'd probably be, I suppose, fairly nerve wracking, you know, taking mm. you know taking on that. Uh, but um, I just think he's a leader. I think the way he plays. Yeah, but is... I think this is the time for D to um, to kind of show his his ability as a leader, as someone who's now been in and around the camp, well, a season basically. And I think now is the time for him to kind of to concentrate on that, on becoming less of a player who's in and around the squad or on the bench, cementing his place, I think that's the thing for him to concentrate on. I think with the other um, with those other players that we've mentioned, I think it's about um, yeah, I think it's about someone who is going to do a job as as captain of the side and he's able to, to lead them into, you know, what are going to be hard test matches. South Africa have, you know, I, I think they're they're not going to be a, a walkover like they were in the autumn. The, the relaxation they've had in, in picking rules is, is going to mean there's going to be a, a stronger squad out there. Uh, you know, if you look at the Jaguares, they're absolutely, they're absolutely it's going to be a terrifying, you know, when they play at their best. So I think it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting. So I don't know, for me, I, I'm just, I'm so impressed with Ellis Jenkins every time I see him that I just, I think he, he leads absolutely by example. And um, I, for me, he'd be my choice. Over, over Corey? He would be actually, yeah. Okay, do you think that might knock Corey a little bit? I don't or? think so. I mean, look, I mean, they're both captains, really. You know, Ellis does his fair share of captain in the Blues, um, and you know, look, Corey, Corey virtually always plays when he plays for the Dragons, um, but yeah, no, I don't think. Look, I think I think either of those would be would be happy. I, I think the more likely option is probably Corey Hill. Yeah, I, I'd. I'm with you, actually. To be honest, I'm, I wanted to throw D in there, but I'd like mm. to see Ellis. I'd like yeah. to see Ellis Jenkins. I think he's he's been desperately unlucky with his injuries over the last over the last few years. Yeah. Um, and if it wasn't for them, I think we would have seen a lot more for a lot more from him. So um, I'd I'd reward him with uh, yeah with, with with that captaincy and uh, and getting get him over there. Right, we won't have uh, won't have to wait too long to find out that squad's announced on Tuesday. Uh, so uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll find out very very soon, and then just very quickly, any other business to round up uh, uh, the other bits and pieces. Um, a lot of transfer news. Um, so we've got Tyler Morgan signing a new contract. Um, a couple of the boys from RGC coming down to join the Dragons as well. So Jacob Botsker and, and Tian Lutz. Uh, Reese Lawrence joins from from Ealing Trailfinders. Is there a bit of a concern that? Dragons resorting to kind of you know players who are playing second tier slash you know Premiership rugby is that a, is that a worry? I think there's some really good players in those in those leagues, and I, I I've been sort of keeping an eye on Ealing Trailfinders with with them being not too far mm. away. They're uh, they're they're a decent outfit. Um, 
And you know, you only have to look at Ollie Robinson, you know, to see that yeah. you know there's some great, great players out there that if you if you think that they can slot into the in in, in with that side, um, then they can be some great recruits and and good on the purse strings as well. Uh, Sam Hidalgo Klein, another uh, another transfer news this week, which I pointed out was it about a week ago. You did, you did. I said he'd be a good signing for uh, for a Welsh side. Uh, I, you know, what? I think he is going to push Gareth Davis Pacey. every single week. He's got he's got a lot for me. He's a real. Would he oust him? I think if he gets a good run of form, he could well yeah. do. Yeah, you know he's got a, he's got a hell of a lot going for him. You're right. He's got bags of gas. He's a real again. I think he's a naturally attacking player. So it could kicking be a really exciting. Yeah, good kicking game. I think it's a really exciting battle yeah. there. Good signing. Mm, very good signing, I think. And uh, sticking with the Scottish theme, the Heineken Cup final in the season after next. So that'll be what 2020. Uh, that is set to be at Celtic Park, which I think is quite an interesting one. Again, kind of ties in, I think, with the wanting to wanting to grow the game and take it to kind of venues that aren't necessarily traditional rugby venues. Well, they're certainly not traditional rugby venues, but I think that's an interesting one. Actually, I'd be I'd be bang up for watching a watch the Heineken Cup final up there. Yeah, is that yeah? I, what what what's the What's the what's the big uh, the move behind that then? It's just well, I, I think, the audience. Yeah, or? I think this is it. You know, they're trying to take it to, to you know. So you've got uh, the final in Bilbao this year. Then you've got uh, St James's Park next season. Then you've got Celtic Park. I think they're trying to utilise different venues to try and bring in an audience that you know mightn't necessarily go. I mean, I don't know whether it does translate. Whether right. whether you know Celtic fans are going to go. Yeah, all right, I'm going to go and watch that just because it's at my home ground, but. It does give you more marketing opportunities, I suppose, to yeah to cater to those. It's fairly bold, isn't it? It's sensible. But, 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 do something different. Yeah, look, I don't think look any if um, you know if your side is at the final, you're not going to be put off by the fact it's a it's Are a you, Celtic Park. I think if you're a fan, you go in whatever. Right? I just think, yeah, I just think it's more interesting where you know because you kind of go, oh, was that one in you know like when you think back over the years, you kind of think there's, there's been a lot in dublin a lot, a, lot in, in a lot in twickenham a lot in murrayfield, murrayfield and Cardiff, yeah, yeah. you know over the years so i think it's i think it's a good thing you know you kind of go wow i remember that game it was amazing you know yeah yeah and i'm all yeah i'm all for it cool and then finally yeah just actually tying up with a with the with the summer tour looks like it's going to be shown on channel four so again we've kind of top and tailed this show with chat about tv deals this is a really interesting one mm. did you see that coming no, I didn't. As, real to my knowledge, I don't think Channel Four have ever broadcast a game of rugby. Not certainly not that I can remember. Um, so I think it's going to be a really interesting one. The important thing is, it's you know, it's free to air. Now traditionally, these games would have been on Sky. Yeah. You know, they're normally the summer tour on Sky, and again, you you do get some of the coverage on S4C. But Channel Four is a big opportunity to grow the game. So I, I think that's a yeah, be, I think that's a good deal. Be fascinating to see the uh, see the numbers that are tuning in for. For the games, then yeah, they're really trying to up their game. I think Channel Four, and uh, I think they're set to show some um, when the new TV deal kicks in next season for the European Cup. I think they're set to to show. Um, I think they've got one of the games. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, they're bolstering their their rugby offering. I think that's a canny move all round. You know, if you knew to, if there's an appetite amongst the free to air terrestrial broadcasters to show more rugby, that is a great opportunity to. Uh, to do it so whether it's on a one-off basis like this or on more of a longer term thing I think that's only good yeah it'd be hugely welcome yeah. by the by the supporters that free to air yeah. great this show has gone on for ages hasn't it it has hasn't it? <laughs> right, I thought at one that... point when we were going through the front row yeah um, I didn't think we were going to move off it I know that's it well this is you and your vegan your uh, vegan salad yeah. scrummaging right that brings us to a conclusion then 
And uh, yeah, it's just as well we've got some more off yeah. work, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, if, you've, uh, if, you've, if you've enjoyed it, <laughs> please leave us a review. If you think it's been too long, let us know on Twitter, <laughs> at Attacking Scrub. You can do the same on Facebook um, by either liking our Facebook page or joining our Facebook group, Wales Rugby Fans. So make sure you do that. Tune in tomorrow for Dan's exclusive interview with Sean Connor, which yeah, genuinely is a really enjoyable experience. And also, uh, don't forget to check out our sponsors at socoffeetrades.co.uk. We'll speak to you very, very soon. Thanks for listening.